Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 93 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, Overwatch League returned for the beginning of the qualifiers for the Countdown Cup this past weekend. And um, honestly, I am very, even though I work for the Boston Uprising, I am still happy that the Super Genji happened, Joe, because <laughs> besides that, wasn't too entertaining of a weekend, if I'm going to be honest with you. There's a, a lot of 3 O's, not too many things that we, we didn't expect to happen uh, happening. Um, just a lot of, a lot of chalk overwatch, if you ask me. Um, so I, I personally don't know if I have too much to say this week, but we're still going to talk about it anyways, because we're a podcast and we must, (laughs) uh, but we did start earlier in the week. We've got some Friday matches now. Um, and one of those matches is actually pretty good. It started with Paris Eternal, absolutely stomping the Vancouver Titans, Still looking great out coming off of their uh, Star Showdown victory, of course. And then we had the Houston Outlaws face the Dallas Fuel. And Houston Dallas never disappoints here, Joe. Um, five maps once again, but this was a reverse sweep this time. I remember I, I went back and rewatched the rest of these maps, but I watched the first two maps. I was like, oh, Houston, Houston looking pretty good. And then I got busy or something, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Dallas Fuel completely turned around those those last three maps. Um looking looking real great. Uh not even needing decay for two of them, Joe. So pretty yeah. close right there. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, I think uh I think Houston should have taken this one. Um <laughs> I, I mean like I mean you're right. The very the whole first half of the series, I mean this was it was pretty solidly um um, in Houston's favor, and then even um, like you know, spoilers if you if you want to go watch the uh, uh, watch the map, but like losing it on a C nine on like point three of the last control map. I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> um, the, yeah. So uh, regardless of how well even they were playing at the beginning of the series, uh, <laughs> that yeah, it was it was it was close. Um, but I mean, you know, what else are you going to expect from the battle the battle for Texas? Uh, which I forget the stat, but I want to say that Dallas hadn't won that head-to-head matchup in a while. Um, I don't remember for sure, but it sounds true to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember. But they've been playing a ton this year, so I feel like they play. I mean, a ton in comparison to other other teams. I mean, I feel like they take every opportunity they can to put these two teams together. Um, yeah. <laughs> also helpful that they're like probably the only two teams on like u.s central servers so that's probably a big reason why they do it um that's true but harsha head coach of houston outlaws even tweeting after um that he hopes people blame him and not the players for the match um and the match looks so sloppy because they apparently harsha made a lot of last minute changes this week um so I guess Outlaws fans listening, if you're if you're gonna blame anyone, you should apparently be blaming Harsha for causing some chaos towards the end of the week with some changes. I uh, wonder what those changes were, but yeah, de- definitely yeah. definitely some sloppy play on both sides in this. I mean, I think it just goes to show. I think it like Houston Dallas when it first happened in season one, like 
those those teams like you looked at Houston and Dallas and you're like those are some of the best teams in the league and now every time it happens we're like it's the battle of two pretty bad teams here <laughs> um which is sad that it's come to that because I mean the fuel and outlaws hype was were so high at the beginning of season one for both teams I mean fuel was envy and Houston outlaws was team USA so like <laughs> both those teams coming off like pretty big performances where people were like yeah they Team USA, USA, they almost beat Korea. They're they're great, and obviously Team Envy, one of the one of the best early Overwatch teams. And now look where they've fallen, sort of Joe. They're <laughs> struggling the top ten every year, and it's not pretty. But um, yeah, I guess my other comment about that particular series, um, which it's not not exactly news uh, for Houston, but um, it is worth mentioning how. Uh, uh, how much playtime hydration is seeing uh, over Muma, um, and and still having some decent success too. I mean, even um, obviously his um, his uh, Orissa is banned um, last week and and this coming week, but um, playing in uh, I'm double checking, but I believe all five maps of this series, yeah, uh, in the main tank role, um, and you know it's not. Uh, you know, it wasn't perfect. Um, it, casters were, were pointing out, you know, there were definitely some fights that, um, you know, that it, it was a main tank difference to be sure. But, um, but really, really um, coming out solidly from, you know, transitioning from the, the flex DPS role, um, which granted, it's been a while since he's filled. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about super DPS. Like, um, this is another like huge move. Obviously, hydration from. DPS to tank and even outlaws someone on the outlaws saying like hydration was signed as a tank player um, and not as a DPS player. So um, yeah, he, and now he's, he's getting his main take. He's not playing Arisa anymore. He's no longer Arisa one trick playing Ryan a lot this series. So um, makes me wonder if they want to keep, if they want to just like keep um, teaching hydration how to play main tank or if they, if they're really looking to replace Muma uh, going into next year, because um, it definitely seems like Muma's out the door. I have a, season one, Muma was also like one of the best tanks going into the season. Speaking of season one, and I think he has definitely fallen from grace a ton. We, I this year specifically, just seen a ton of mistakes out of Muma. So I, I don't blame them for. Maybe this was the last minute change. Um, with uh, Houston, probably had a lot of trouble with Arisa Band. Um, yeah. but yeah, very interesting moves. Unfortunately, could pull out the win in the end, but they were close, <laughs> very close. Um, but we got in the Asia Pacific games uh, after this, we had, we both picked, didn't we both pick Soul Dynasty to beat the Spark Joe? And we were, uh, I think we both had Tong Joe actually. Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, last we, week, oh. last week was the week we had our, smart. the, we both picked the same. <laughs> we're smart. We're smart. Um, yeah, they three owed Soul just like we thought. Soul still super inconsistent. Um, Guangzhou Charge ended up beating London Spitfire three to one. Also expected, but an unexpected thing happened. Uh, the Chengdu Hunters reverse sweeping the NYXL, which is definitely a game we're gonna have to talk about. It's my match to rewatch because it's pretty nuts. Um, I haven't even realized how like far in the standings Chengdu has fallen. They were four and fourteen going into this match, 
And it just makes me feel, especially after watching this match, it just makes me feel bad that the Chengdu Hunters are in the Asia-Pacific region because I think if they're playing in the U.S., um, <laughs> I think they would not have this bad of a record, to be honest, because uh, they looked pretty good. Um, NYXL kind of falling apart, kind of running some weird, especially on Li Zhang, um, running some weird comps to try to cop- counter Among's uh, Wrecking Ball, who is my MVP because of his fantastic performance on Li Zhang on Wrecking Ball. It was nuts. Um, but do you think this was like full Chugdu skill, Joe, or do you think it was a little bit of an NYXL throw? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you were listening to the casters, I, I think this was like uh, Hex and Jaws, I think. It was um, Wolf and ZP, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I don't but <laughs> <laughs> Close. Excuse me. Um, anyway, but, if you, yeah, listening to the casters, I mean, that was that was very much the attitude was um, that, um, you, you know, really calling out New York for 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 struggling to beat um you know the team that on paper they'd be much better than um uh and i don't know i've i've seen commentary since this match um you you know going around the internet talking about how old um and and tired the the language is about uh, you know oh chengdu gets in your head and and pulls you down to their level and 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 they'll just play whatever and it's confusing and they'll throw the team off course and whatever um and i mean there's there's probably some value to that um but i i think definitely not all the the blame can be on new york here um that i think it was a really good series for chengdu um and like you said, you're given um, given Among an MVP. Well, I'm given Leave an MVP um, uh, from this entire week. Both of ours are going to the Chengdu Hunters. Um, it just um, and Leave particularly in the the second half of the series just really turning up. Um, like there was a there was a stretch on Numani where he just couldn't miss a shot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just reckon who are you on the Genji? Um, you know the Genji versus Ash. You don't necessarily. Um, uh, give the Ash the advantage there, but, um, but yeah, crazy stuff like that. Um, and and there were crazy holds and overtime pushes, and um, Chengdu had an incredibly fast uh, Nambani attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy stuff, and and but yeah, and <laughs> well, uh, well, and that in contrast with the beginning of the series uh, when they ran. What was it? Farah Genji on two points of Nepal and got hundred to zeroed um, in two rounds in a row to drop the first map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they they were at Farah Genji, Zarya Ball, Mercy, Lucio, or something. Yeah. I, <laughs> anyway, but just like very very unconditional, and you know, Caster is just speechless, or yeah, just speechless uh, watching that map that. Um, you know they might as well have thrown but um i mean just in terms of their performance you know whatever the logic behind it may or may not have been um but yeah quite a roller coaster um to watch and yeah lots of uh lots of good individual performances like we're talking about yeah i mean it's really props to the coaching and the chunk hunters i mean you just see their like comp sort of evolve and like they adapt as the series goes on goes on to figure out what 
exactly they need to be running against the NYXL. I mean, at first they had leave on that Genji instead of Jinmu, and then they eventually move leave back into the hit scan role and have Jinmu run that Genji, which is exactly what they needed. Um, and temp- on Temple of Anubis, they had Aiting in on uh, Winston. They're running Winston Sigma and stuff like that. Uh, realized they didn't want that, but brought Among Among back in and and played that ball Zarya and just wrote it out and looked really good while doing it. Um, it yeah, I, I I agree with people saying that <laughs> Chengdu brings you down to their level. I I really got to give props to this team overall, even though clearly they haven't had much success doing it all year. I I really do enjoy watching a team like just play their style and not the meta. It just, I mean, they played the meta, but it was like their own version of it, which was very fun. We did not see that many people playing ball. Among's just so good at ball. Um, yeah, very fun match to watch. Uh, not a good start for the um, NYXL, for sure, for this Countdown Cup. Uh, but a good start for the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, we move on to some three Overwatch uh, basically for the rest of the weekend besides one match, which was 3-1. Uh, but I considered not that different for a 3-0. Um, you had the Defiant beating the Justice Gladiators being Titans Titans with an awful weekend. Um, and of course, we got to talk about Shock Boston because um, everyone's talking about it. Super <laughs> comes in, uh, plays Genji. Apparently, he won the tryouts on this team uh, against all the DPS players. Um to, to be the San Francisco Shocks Genji. We were talking about this on the last podcast, Joe. We were we were mentioning like <laughs> that that this team does not have a Genji. That is their one weakness. Um, but apparently they do, Joe, and it's, his name is Super. And they definitely do after this week. We'll talk about it in the news. They definitely now actually have a real Genji. But they uh they had Super this weekend who actually played pretty well. Um, and kind of outplayed Color Hex. I, I can't, I can't legally like <laughs> crap talk Boston Uprising <laughs> too much. Um, but yeah, the shock. It's, there's a they're good. There's a defamation clause in your contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Joe, if you want to talk about how good the San Francisco Shock were this weekend, you can because they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean it was a really solid, really solid match. Um, I mean. Um, actually, I'm thinking of a different one, so I'll comment about that later. But um, it'd be a really solid match. Um, yeah, bringing out bringing out super. Um, obviously played the Genji on Oasis, and uh, with Shock One Two or whatever. It's like okay, haha, it's funny because Super was playing Genji, and now they're gonna swap him out now, and then they didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they went on to Hanamura. Um. And, and that was actually a decent map too. I mean, uh, both teams completed. Um, the, I think uh, probably the the most interesting part of that map, um, the, if I had to pick something, was the the Roadhog uh, out of the Boston Uprising. Yeah. There, um, th- there's their second defense. Uh, maybe maybe you have some kind of insight or no, whatever on that. I don't no know. Insight. But um, no insight on that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Punk pulled out the Roadhog. Um, didn't work so well um uh, i mean because you know when 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 shock only had like i I think a tick to to pick up so there wasn't uh it isn't much you can do in that situation really but um 
Yeah, so again, Super Play and Genji map two, um, and then Super Play Genji on map three, <laughs> um, and and uh, with a, a full hold for Shock uh, after a completion and um, there to end the series. I mean, uh, like you said, you know, he's not you know breaking any world records uh, on Genji, but yeah, definitely like statistic wise, if nothing else was was outperforming Color Hex. I mean, that's obviously with. Um, as one of the talking heads commented, uh, you know, this obviously with the support of a team, like it's it's like an entirely all star starting roster, like you roll stars from last year, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, kind of to enable um, even a, a sub owl level Genji, but um, but, you know, even with that, there was a um. Uh, no, it was when Hex just did his uh, in my sights video for the Overwatch League YouTube, um, and was taking a look at the Super Genji, and he was, you know, he's pointing out, you know, this is, uh, you, you know, these are definitely mistakes that he made, but it's it was a sort of controlled type of play style um, that you know normally that's not a word you associate with Super, but but being available and 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 doing the the concrete things that he needed to do to have an effect. Um, uh, without being greedy, <laughs> which which honestly is, um, you, you know, a thing you want for, um, you, you know, when you're trying to when you're trying to cover a hole like that, uh, and it, like you said, I think uh, we aren't going to be seeing very much. Um, uh, we aren't going to be seeing very much more of the Super Genji, I don't think, <laughs> but um, you know, we'll 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 get there when we get there. Um, <laughs> as far as that goes, but yeah, also a good series for sure. Uh, you know, if nothing else, just kind of shake up your perception of uh, roles just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, you, he even on Oasis, he had that first point Dragon Blade where he literally just pulled it out and just like <laughs> stood blade. there, like literally, and, and it worked. Like Boston Uprising like, all ran away because he pulled the blade out and he was just like, okay, I'm not going to risk anything here. Because if I dive in, they're probably just going to kill me. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, you, you had Super playing a very conservative Genji, which worked. Because Genji, I, that just shows you how scary Genji is right now. Which we did get an experimental patch today, actually, with nerfs. Um, because he, it, they, Blizzard will admit, yeah, they probably buffed him a bit too much. So, um, yeah. Uh, Shock still showing that, like, their coaching staff is nuts. Their roster's nuts. Everything about them, nuts. Uh, and we'll, there's a signing later that I'll talk. We'll talk about that's also pretty nuts. And yeah, <laughs> shock's pretty good. Uh, Joe, as far as the rest of the week goes, the only team I really want to talk about is the Valiant. To be honest, um, because I think Atlanta Rain looked pretty bad in their match versus the Mayhem. Mayhem looked great again, which is good. Eternal dominating again. Um, but I think Atlanta Reigns 3-0 against the Valiant was like more on the Valiant than the Atlanta Reign themselves. Last week, both me and Joe talked about how super down we were on on the Reign. Um, and honestly, I think the Valiant is really... I, this, is, this meta seems like a head-scratcher for them. And I think you could see in the Uprising game, I guess this whole podcast is going to be talking about how poorly the Uprising played, but um, you can see in the Uprising game that they they finally seemed to zone in on their dive and what they needed. Uh, and that was Shaq's playing Tracer, which was 
not really there against the rain at all. Shaq's didn't play. Um, and, and they brought him back for this uprising game looked a lot better during it. Uh, is this like an a mug situation to you, Joe? Like, do they just need, no matter what the meta is, are they just going to have to put Shaq's on that tracer in order to win? I mean, um, part of it is just like answering your opponent, I think. Um, cause like Atlanta, um, as I recall, was playing like the Edison Tracer a lot um, in that series. That um, that Ellie Valley wasn't able to answer, um, preferring I think the Ash Genji, uh, which we again we did see a lot of this week. Um, but, but yeah, when when Chex does come in to play the Tracer, um, uh, you know Ellie had a lot of success in the in the Tracer Genji dive um, versus Boston. Yeah, and so uh, I mean that's. You know that, and I guess the team that we're playing is the biggest difference between those two series. Um, but yeah, I think definitely trying to be comfortable um, with what you got is important. I mean, um, you know, the the Chengdu match, uh, uh, <laughs> Chengdu match earlier in the week, you know, showed us how um, how malleable is not the word, right word, but how how adaptable you could be. Um, as long as you're comfortable with you know the, whatever you're trying to run, and I think um, you know maybe the the Ashkinji is just not the way uh, Ellie wants to play these two weeks. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously you know putting in checks, and then that was a um, that when that happened, there was there was a big difference. You know whether that was um, completely because of that or not, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, definitely something they want to look at for. Um, their next match, which I am clicking ahead to see who they play, and that will be nobody next week. So actually, they get a week off to to think about their tracer play um, before they play uh, Philly and Houston in week three of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting, uh, like sort of back to back games to compare uh, for the LA Valley this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think Valiant just would have been better off trying to get that Tracer duel. And, you know, they always say, like, the best counter to Widow is Widow. Best counter to Tracer is Tracer in this situation, if you ask me. Um, and I think it was clear in the result. Shax is just, he's, he's, he's a one-man carry for this team right now, uh, especially watching the Uprising game. Shax is looking real good. Um, but... As far as um, the, that week's goes, I, I got nothing else to say. Joe, you got anything else to say about this past weekend? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I guess the Toronto Washington match uh, I'll, I'll mention briefly, uh, which uh, Toronto won the three zero. But uh, I, I think even um, if you're not like super into um, you know, if you don't watch every week's match, um, and you don't like compare between teams, that kind of thing, I think it was definitely still noticeable. Um, if you were to watch that match, um, how slow uh, it was played. I mean, um, th- I think the, the casters were probably, um, you know, over dramatizing it a little bit, but um, but it was really interesting to, to see, you know, both teams sort of stand off just for a for a really long time and, and try to. Uh, you know, make the other one blink before there was any kind of engagement. Um, it, it's a very different style of play than, like, 
I mean, even the the match right before that, to an extent, like uh, the Gladiator Titans one, you know, there's at least something going on there. But uh, anyway, there's an interesting series. And then was it just um, the Boston LA game where they had the caster couch? Yes. Uh, yeah. For some reason. Yep. And I don't know. I, I can only assume maybe like somebody got sick or whatever, and so they had to scrap the original caster plans, and so they had. Uh, uh, Bren and um, was it Bren and Sideshow and Jaws? It was Bren, Jake, um, Bren, Jake, and Jaws. It was it was Bren and Jake and Jaws? Yeah, um, all just on a couch in like their apartment that or their house, whatever. They, live, they, in they house. live in a house or yeah. apartment or something. I think they live in a house. Um, yeah, it was just all on a couch in their house, just like having a conversation while the match played out. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was very much not casted, but it was like it was like a it was like a Overwatch League companion stream, except it was the Overwatch League stream mm-hmm. for that match, uh, which I thought was interesting. Which I think is, um, it's entertaining live, but as someone who has to edit edit um, that game into a oh yeah. edit our game into a video it's not <laughs> and to great. try to get some kind of cohesive audio <laughs> yeah, it's not a great it's not great audio to go along with the content usually <laughs> which yeah mostly mostly just used our players comms because of that so um huh. especially since like since they were more open they were more openly just trashing boston like crazy so i had to yeah, we had too. to cut like so much audio from them just talk about how bad boston was being so yeah, it's like two of two of them would be in a conversation, and then the other one would actually be watching the game. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that! Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it was, yeah. it was, it's crazy stuff. It was interesting. I'm pretty sure they did something similar for a Boston game earlier in the year because I remember having to edit around like some sort of like pot. Like, I, I think they did something similar, but I can't remember who it was or in what context. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, definitely interesting to look back at i think it's i think it's a cool format especially for like games between games between like um bad teams that people like usually wouldn't be entertained by unless you had these three dudes just joking around on the couch um so yeah it's definitely that's true yeah it's definitely a cool cool format for for games like that i think um but for serious games definitely just keep two casters in um but yeah, as far as the news goes, we start with Atlanta Rain news. Um, two players exiting the roster for the Atlanta Rain, Baby Bay, retiring, while Kodak is exiting the roster but staying with the organization, becoming a coach. Um, Kodak is a little um, a little more expected. He hasn't played uh, much at all this year, uh, whereas Baby Bay has been playing intermittently. But I think. I think a lot of people have been expecting him maybe to to move on to different games or or, or leave the scene recently, uh, especially with Valorant and um, Baby Bay's uh, CS CS Go past and Counter Strike past. It seems like a game that fits him a little bit more. Um, but I haven't I haven't actually heard like anything about what he wants to do next, Joe. Have you? Yeah, no, I haven't either. I assume he's probably announced something, but I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, I mean, both last week, me and you, Joe, were not too hot on the Atlanta rain. But to be honest, I don't think these moves really affect them that much. I think Baby Bay has has proved to be uh, very good at times for this team. Uh, but I don't think I don't think he's been like so good that this is just going to make them even worse than they've already been. 
really. Um, I think they'll kind of stay where they've been. Yeah, well, they, they did have a really solid week this yeah. week with uh, Erster and uh, Edison. So, mm-hmm. definitely, I, 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 yeah, I, I think they can find someone new too. I think that'll help them a lot. Um, but you know who they won't find? It's Tayo, um, Japanese Overwatch player has signed to the San Francisco Shock. Uh, I think he was on Third Impact, if I'm remembering correctly. Most recently, yeah. And, um, yeah, this is a guy I've, like, heard about. Um, my coworkers talked about him before. Like, there are a lot, I've heard from a lot of people, like, why is it this guy in Overwatch League yet? He's pretty nuts. Um, and, yeah, not only has he made it to the league, but he is on the San Francisco Shock uh, a team that actually needed him because he is a Genji player. Um, also plays Tracer ton, but I, I have heard that he is probably not going to be as good as Striker, but he's definitely going to play Genji for him. Um, Joe, why? <laughs> why? Why does the San Francisco Shock get all these um, amazing pickups? Why can't they leave some for the rest of the league? I mean, I assume they have lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> Makes I'm sense. Sure, I'm sure that's part of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, I mean, that's, I guess part of it is for like, uh, what was that? Like season one, Houston could learn a thing or two about, you know, if you've got a, a hole that's, that's pretty, um, uh, pretty obviously needs filled. I mean, you know, the time to, the time to fill it is like when you, uh, you, you know, when you know, it's going to be important. Um, and I think definitely Shock's got the resources and um, and hopefully you know the uh, the scouting ability to to have done that successfully. Um, apparently, Tayo's other thing is um, that he has like a weird crosshair or yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> uh, which it's like big, I believe is the is the the gimmick. Although I guess I mean that's how he plays. But um, anyway, so <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, how big of a deal they'll make of that and knowing the overwatch league production whatever probably a very large deal um but, but we'll see um but yeah it, there's a, another solid end you know we can probably assume that um that he'll see good play time even um even this coming week mm-hmm. um just because of again you know if it was really like he they signed him to play Genji. I mean, now's the time to to be doing that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it should be a should be a good pickup. It sounds like uh, it's just a matter of seeing uh, how he plays out. Yeah, should should be should be seeing him this week unless they go super again. We'll see. Um, if they have another tryout and super wins out again, that'd be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is an exciting signing, and yeah, it's crosshairs. Very large. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how he plays with it, but he does. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got some news from from Blizzard here as far as uh, some patch notes go, and it's experimental patch um, that has some changes that has the community a little uh, outraged, Joe, a little angry at some of these Moira changes. Um, of course, you're the patchman, so I'll, I'll let you inform the <laughs> listeners of what they were. Yeah, uh, we got an experimental patch today. Uh, excuse me, it's uh, under the two 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 rule set, uh, which I believe they all have been except for the very first one, um, but they can still specify. Um, 
with changes to Genji and to Moira. Um, so first, uh, the Genji change here, um, um, that they're basically tuning, uh, tuning down some of the buffs that, that he had been given. Uh, which I mean makes sense, you know. That's uh, we've seen how uh, seen how powerful he's been recently. But um, so his the damage for each of his shurikens, both for um, primary and secondary fire, decreased from thirty to twenty eight each, um, and the recovery rate um, for his secondary fire or the time between shots has been increased from 0.65 seconds to 0.75 seconds. Um, so you can fire a little bit slower um, and also do less damage. Uh, notably, it actually changes up a breakpoint so that you can't um, uh, like point blank right click into melee to kill a 200 HP target. Um, that now it takes a, a third action in there, um, which is is notable. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is such a good change. You know, trying to trying to tune down a little bit of his burst potential in particular is uh, is the developer comment there, um, which uh, you, you know there definitely be people on the internet who will argue that um, that his his raw damage is not the issue, <laughs> but uh, you know it, it's at least something because it'll affect his ultimate charge rate and it'll affect you know that that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Um, so, so I have to see obviously. Um, I mean, it's not even on a not even on any patch. It's on the experimental card. But um, <laughs> you, you know, if it goes into any kind of competitive play, uh, would it have the effect they intend? Uh, it's hard to say. But uh, but that's something there for Genji. Um, well, I guess you got anything on the Genji first? Um, yeah, nothing really. <laughs> I don't know that this is what should happen probably, and it hopefully it doesn't nerf him too much because. Even in the developer note, like it's great to see Genji again. It's fun to see Genji and Owl for sure. So hopefully he'll still be playable, um, unlike before when he was just never seen. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, significant changes to Moira here. Um, again, this is the experimental card. Uh, this is not on the PTR. This is not on um, or in a in a regular live server game. Uh, so don't freak out too hard. Uh, but this is what we have. So her biotic grasp, uh, specifically the um, uh, the right-click damage, um, has the attach angle has been reduced by 37%. Um, so basically you have to be, you know, in whatever angle they measure out from Moira, um, is is 37% smaller now to be considered, like, good enough aiming to actually attach to a target. Um, so, uh, you know, make it a little bit harder, obviously. Um, the next change goes to her biotic orb, uh, which actually got um, basically our rework, um, particularly for the damage orb. So the radius of the damage orb has been reduced from four meters to three. Um, and the slow effect that it does has actually been increased just a little bit uh, from about 72.5% uh, to 80%. Uh, so it'll slow just a little bit more. Uh, but the biggest change 
is that the DPS that it deals uh, is now actually scaled um, based on, or is depends on uh, how close you are to the orb itself. Uh, so when you throw out a, da a damage orb, when you throw out a damage orb, and the target is between zero and one meters uh, from the orb, the it will deal them 150 damage per second. Because uh, we're just jumping out crazy into that uh if you're between one to three meters away uh it will deal uh, uh it scales uh down from 150 to 25 dps at the max range of three meters um and just as a comparison the damage orb on live um as it is currently just does 50 damage per second flat um so the and the total potential damage is still 200 so once it deals 200 damage the orb goes away um so the sort of the effect that that has um as the as the developers describe it is that um you know you're rewarded more for better aim uh like you can hit specific targets to do that massive damage um but also um um I guess that was I guess that was the main part. Uh, the, you're you're rewarded for better aim, um, as opposed to um, just sort of throwing the throwing the orb into the enemy team and just building all charge. Uh, uh, you know that's that's a lot of DPS, obviously, uh, especially on the point blank orb. Uh, you know, talking about rewarding skill shots uh, there in their. Um, developer notes but it's an interesting change um but that's not even the, <laughs> the craziest change uh to moira on this patch because the other thing that got changed uh was her fade ability um which now when you use it um when you when you get out of the fade effect um it will do what the devs describe as phasing out all allies uh and yourself for one second after exiting the fade. Um, so it's basically as though uh, all of your teammates with, that are within six meters of you um, just get a free use of Reaper's Wraith form uh, for one second, um, just immediately from whatever spot you leave fade. Um, which is also pretty significant. That's a big like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, because when you uh, normally right now, fade is just used like as an escape, right? Um, just because that's that's Moira's mobility, basically. Period. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but now, you know, with this this new sort of secondary effect, or I guess let me be honest, it's primary effect um, now is is as sort of a, a mini um, immortality field almost that you have to time uh, really precisely. Um, and it's got a pretty small range, like so, so. You have to time it and aim it in order to have the effect um, of an immortality field. But um, uh, the devs are, you know, describing you could um, you could save an enemy from a Reinhardt pin, uh, like like if you if you hit them with this fade effect, um, then Reinhardt just goes through them. Um, you can, um, <laughs> you know, in theory, you could. Uh, get it super precisely timed and uh, save your entire team from a diva bomb. Uh, that's probably a little bit uh, more far-fetched as far as like what you could realistically um, 
time. Although, I mean, you know, who knows professionals are professionals, but, um, um, anyway, but, but so a lot of utility there. Um, I think this is, I mean, um, <laughs> I, I, I still have it cause it only came out today. So like, yeah. you're still trying to formulate my thoughts, but I mean, in general, um, I like it when changes are made that aren't necessarily just outright buffs, um, which arguably this is. Um, I, I mean, the the skill shot on the damage orb is is something, but um, uh, and, and again, it's not like it's a, a live patch or anything, but um, but, but yeah, basically that this is just um, <laughs> a pretty significant buff to Moira uh, that. You know, if we're talking about increasing her use rate, that's one thing. But um, uh, j- just thinking about all the situations in which this would be relevant, uh, which I'm sure there are plenty, um, and it would certainly change um, some of the playstyle we would see from her too. Um, I mean, just in terms of you know, uh, like I said, you know, that fade now no longer is an escape, but it's got it's got uh, defensive utility for your actual team. Um, and that, that whole thing. I mean, and it's, you know, it seems um, super powerful. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think we do need some more time before we give like our full opinions on this. Obviously I haven't even been able to use it in game. I think I played, tried to queue up for one experimental and I got, and I was in support, but I did not lock in Moira in time. So I haven't been able to try it myself yet everyone's freaking out because it does seem obviously it seems it's a new thing they're just giving moira a new thing um and it seems busted to everyone obviously um but from what i've seen it i don't think it's too busted i've seen some clips of people doing it and it seems like a cool new i mean everyone's begging for moira to be a more difficult hero to play they want moira players to have to use more skill i think this is a new skill thing that moira's can do now um so i i think it's a really cool utility for her for sure um and i'm a fan of the orb changes as well although it might be a bit too powerful and like i feel like the most situations i use the orb are just like when i see a lot of people right in front of me and i feel like when that happens it's gonna like do so much damage uh because usually it's overwatch people are like grouped together if they're playing with like a sigma ryan or something like that like they're all together so um it could be pretty nuts uh, yeah i've seen it described as more of a more of a dueling tool now rather than uh, yeah yeah true um r- r- rather than just like chip damage because uh, like like if a if a genji dives you um you, you know depending on on your aim you can um still be pretty devastating yeah it definitely helps her survive. Obviously, Fade was helping her survive before, but um, I, I don't think it's like she's stopped. I mean, it it seems pretty hard to time. Like th- the timing is definitely hard, especially in something fast like a Rhine pin or or Diva bomb exploding. Like you have to get that timing exactly right, um, which obviously pros will learn super quickly. But uh, people where I am, like in gold, yeah, I don't, I don't assume i'll see moira's just canceling out every ultimate or every ability i'm doing um <laughs> because it's gonna take some time still um so so far i i, I want to see more of it but 
I I like it. Whether or not it deserves to just be on like a new support hero that comes out or on Moira, I don't know. Obviously, I think they're like, I think they currently have like six heroes backlogged for Overwatch 2 right now. So clearly it's not on one of those heroes if they're putting it on Moira. Um, so yeah, interesting. People have been talking about wanting something like this for a while. So I think it could be interesting. Uh, give it, give it some more time. Uh, but yeah, super interesting, uh, changes in the experimental card. I think this is what people wanted more of though, was them adding big stuff like that to an experimental card just so people can try it out. Um, adding basically, I mean, this is just turns fade into a different ability. Like you said, primary use is going to be this this new thing they're adding here, Joe. Fade's used to escape, but now Fade can be used, and I think will mainly be used to save your teammates. So that'll be interesting. Um, I last second added this uh, Overwatch League Awards article that was written today. Um, there's not too much new things besides a couple things I wanted to throw out there. Um, it's definitely go check out this article it's it's got all the awards on there and how they're how they're going to be chosen um but they're giving out um cash prizes now joe for winning these awards if you win oh i didn't notice yeah if you win regular season mvp you get a hundred thousand dollars if you win grand finals mvp you get a hundred thousand dollars um pretty nuts no cash prize for the dennis hockler award no cash prize for being a roll star um, no cash prize for being rookie of the year and no cash prize for a new award, which is coach of the year. So they're giving out a coach of the year this year, uh, which should be interesting. I think, I think maybe next week, Joe, we should do who would have been coach of the year the past two seasons. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't announce anything about like who, who the nominees are or anything like that. Um, like they usually do, but. They announced that the awards are still happening. They're, they're still going. They're still going to happen. Um, which, yeah, I think the Roll Stars thing is super cool, especially seeing it throughout the year and seeing that little icon next to the people's names who were who are a Roll Star. Um, even though one of the Roll Stars is no longer in the lead, or two of the Roll Stars <laughs> are no longer in the league, Corey and Sinatra. So, uh, it's true. But yeah, do you have a? Uh... Uh, tip of the tongue MVP nominee. Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, I, I mean, I don't currently either, but I would come up with one. <laughs> um, let's see. That, that's that's tough. There have been some very good players around around the league. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could give one right now, Joe. This is hard, harder than I thought. There have been a lot of good players this year. I don't think there's like a clear one. Like I feel like. The past couple of years, there have been clear players. Yeah, it doesn't seem. That's, like that's true. I mean, like last year in particular. Yeah, yeah, I, it was just like so obvious. I mean, last year's nominees like sucked too because they were all from like the first. <laughs> remember, they're from the first half of the season, so they're all from goats. You know? Yeah, um, but this year, thank God they learned from that. Um, but yeah, it might just have to be someone on the shock again. It can't be Sinatra again, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. or like, if if I was if I was going from somebody in Asia, it would be like, I don't know, like Eileen or something, maybe. Currently, 
but even then, I mean, that's that's only from like the only reason he came into my head is good from recent stuff. Um, Genji, etc. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I'm 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 excited to see who the finals will be. It's it's gonna be uh, interesting. I I couldn't come up with ten right now. Like it just it's tough. I feel like there have been a it's been a, there's been a lot of good teamwork. I, I there are a bunch of people on Paris who I think would be better rookie of the years probably, but they have been playing well enough to be MVPs to be honest. So it's true. Yeah, it, a bunch of rookies this year playing really good. Um, but let's get into week 25, this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm still in the lead. Of course I've been, I'm in the lead by a little bit because of our tournament here. So it's going to be hard for Joe to catch up. Um, last year, we, last yeah. week we all picked this, we picked the same team. So there's no difference. Um, but yeah, we still got the, we still got the bands from last week. Um, nothing, nothing new, um, as far as patch changes go so we should just be seeing a lot of the same we saw last week unless we see them out evolve a little bit but uh we are picking first florida versus san francisco shock san francisco is going to have their new player tayo in florida mayhem look pretty good against the atlanta rain um and this is a rematch of of course the may melee championship a lot has happened since then neither of these teams were in the summer showdown championship um but to open it up, I'm just going to straight up throw out Chuck because I, I do think Tayo is great. He's going to be a great addition to the team. And now that they have a great Genji, I think they're going to be they're going to be looking pretty good. Um, and Fleur Mayhem beating Atlanta Rain looking better, but I'm still going to need to see more out of them before I think they're they're back to the level they were at in May. Who do you got, Joe? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good series for um uh you know, throwing him right into the fire. Um, you know, assuming it is that, um, that they do put Tayo, you know, starting there, um, on the Genji, which is more than reasonable, but, um, yeah, good test right at the beginning. Um, cause I think Florida is probably one of the more difficult teams. Um, I would assume, uh, that, that they could face, um, uh, here in the, um, you know, sort of North American region they've got going there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you definitely still got to give the edge to San Francisco shock. Um, the, um, I'm hard pressed to come up with a matchup that you wouldn't, um, um, uh, that you wouldn't, you know, be hard pressed to give the edge, um, uh, to, it would be hard for shock to lose to a team. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Good analysis. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it would be hard to pick against them in something like this, and um, therefore I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, we'll move out to NYXL Guangzhou then. NYXL, of course, coming off of that huge upset loss to the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier for them here, where they're going to have to face off against Guangzhou Charge, who have been doing so well in that APAC region, of course, coming off that Countdown Cup or not Countdown Cup, Summer Showdown win, um, and coming off a, a big win last week against London Spitfire. I'm going to have to go Guangzhou Charge, especially after seeing NYXL th- end up thrown to a team like Chengdu. It's it's hard to pick them to beat Guangzhou, who's the hottest team in that Asian Pacific region right now. Who are you going to go with, Joe? Mm, 
Yeah, uh, I like the, I like the logic. Um, I, I think, uh, like, sort of like I was saying in my analysis, um, um, there for the for the New York Chengdu game this past week, I think uh, more of the credits uh, from that series definitely could go to um, definitely could go to Chengdu um, in terms of I, I think it was. Um, not not quite completely New York throwing uh, <laughs> uh, necessarily there, but does that uh, you know does that put him in a position to um, to hit, to take out Guangzhou this week is the question. Um, I mean, um, I th- I think out of all of the matches we're predicting this week. I think this is probably the one that I would prefer to be different on. <laughs> um, uh, this is, yeah, I'm going to pick New York. Uh, I think, um, like I said, it, it wasn't um, so incredibly crazy um, just just based on New York's performance um, against Chengdu, which... Um, yeah, I think if they if they bring out the same the same kind of energy um, and don't get the same kind of boom uh, that that they got uh, there at the end of the series, I think that's uh, they definitely they definitely do uh, have what it takes. Yeah, I I mean they're a good team, great roster. <laughs> I think everyone's a little a little uh, skeptical on them after they lost Chengdu, but I definitely think they can pull this one out. Uh, next game we're picking is Fusion Gladiators. We haven't seen Fusion since um, they lost to the Paris Eternal in the Summer Showdown. We get to see him return again this week. Um, twice. They're facing Toronto later in the weekend. Um, but first, they'll face off against the Gladiators, which we haven't got to see this that much this year. Um, I think everyone is doesn't really know what they're getting with the Gladiators this year. Uh Previous years, they were a definite uh, top team. This year, their record doesn't say that, but they've definitely shown at times that they're pretty good. Um, I'm not too confident in the Gladiators against especially the Fusion, so I'm going to go with the Fusion here. Um, How about you, Joe? Yeah, I mean, uh, surprise, surprise, I'm picking Philly (laughs) as well. Uh, (laughs) I cannot wait uh, to see the EQO Genji back again. it's it's gonna be nuts. Yeah, uh, super exciting, super fun. Um, the next game we're picking Shanghai Dragons for Seoul Dynasty. We've been joking about Seoul for weeks now, Joe, because they at at one point in the season looked like they were gonna be a top team, and I think that every week they have just like gone further and further down in my like mental power rankings here as they just continue to lose match after match after match. Um, they're still, I guess, a top four team in. Asia Pacific because they made the semifinals in the summer showdown, but beating the Shanghai Dragons, a lot to ask for here, Joe, right? Um, that's why I'm going to go, unless something like insane changes and Seoul's running like a completely different comp and trying something new, I think if they just go with what they've been doing lately. Uh, Shanghai Dragons is just going to win this win this match 3-0 probably. Yeah, um, it's so <laughs> like I said, it's I think um, the rest of these matches this week is is definitely less likely for us to pick differently. Um, sure enough, I'm going I'm going Shanghai here too. Um, I would love to see Shanghai Hangzhou. I, I think that would be a, a much closer uh, series, particularly um, 
particularly based on um, what am I trying to say? Particularly based on uh, the the Seoul Hangzhou match this past week, uh, which which Hangzhou won um, with the three uh, zero. I, I think they're they're looking pretty good in this meta, but uh, but we're not talking about Hangzhou. We're talking about Seoul and Shanghai, and yeah, I think um, Shanghai has definitely got the edge here um, uh, when it comes to this particular matchup. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% there. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys this week. So um, I guess we'll sign off here. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, my personal Twitter accounts is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter at On The Flank Show. You can email us on theflankshow at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any questions, any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy another week of an Overwatch. And you've got until Monday to um, get your Sigma stuff for yes. the Sigma Maestro Challenge. Good reminder, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.